1: Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... (laughs) Get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect. That cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
2: Welcome everybody to the com podcast, your sweary pipe bomb of rugby knowledge. It's episode 80. We are relentlessly plodding on despite all advice from sensible people. I am Lee Calvert, the editor of BloodandMud.com, and and that gentleman over there still is...
0: I remain Josh Gardner of RugbyShirtWatch.com. Do you know that 80 episodes of the pod now, and I did some research before we came on air... Oh, did you? That means there's now been more episodes of this podcast than either 24 in its original run... Yes. Or Star Trek, the original series.
2: And I think it's fairly safe to say that we're right up there in that cultural bracket. Exactly, the, we you are know.
0: just as culturally, you know, influential as both of those TV shows. Yes, the
2: you know handful of people that listen think that we are definitely as culturally influential as those people. 100%. Well, was, when speaking... are we
0: going to get a reboot? That's what I want to know.
2: <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us... In the great cultural pantheon that we live in, uh, at bloodandmud.com. I am, and there's Lee at bloodandmud.com. And what about you, Josh?
0: Uh, at Josh Gardner, at rugbyshirtwatch, or indeed, rugbyshirtwatch.com.
2: This pod is available on ACAST, it's available on Apple Podcasts. You can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. We've not had a review for a while, but, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But if you can take yeah, we're a couple, not
0: heard by it at all. If
2: you can take a couple of minutes, it would be, it'd, it'd help us out. Thank you very much. Speaking of Twitter, Josh, and I was thinking about this uh, this week for some reason, mm. why don't you have a blue tick?
0: Why don't I have a blue tick? Yeah, because you're not nearly important
2: enough. Yeah, but you you've got your own website and you're like identified as. Is it because you don't say which like magazine you're a big noise in?
0: Um, I do. I mean, I do like to uh, keep that out of the public domain, if at all possible.
2: That's fine. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying, is that why? No, it's
0: purely. If it's purely because I don't wish to have my opinions associated with the venerable publications for which I work also <laughs> nobody gives a fuck what I think so I think that's another reason why I'm not very yeah I was
2: wondering because a lot of there's all kinds of sort of well, let's be honest oh, yeah, low, low profile journalists you see. get a blue tick I was thinking Why well, you haven't got one
0: yeah, and the fact that I've only got like fifteen hundred followers or something, I think they they look at me and go, "This guy does not matter." Oh, this, no, nobody's going to try. I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't I
2: didn't mean guy. to batter your self worth by asking you that no, question, no, Josh. I was just I, genuinely I'm, interested. I'm
0: perfectly f- happy with where I am, but you know, <laughs> the, the the truth is that Twitter would look at me and go, "Nobody's going to attempt to impersonate this man."
2: <laughs> oh gosh, because that's what <laughs> it's is, about. Verified. Is it's about,
0: and that's fair enough because if they wished to impersonate me, I, really. Aim higher, guys.
2: Well, Aim somebody higher. did create a mini Andy Powell uh, profile off the back <laughs> of his did. pod, so you like, never know. There might be a you know fake Josh Gardner. Anyway, what are we going to yeah. talk about tonight? We've got some <laughs> player spotted stuff. We've got some uh, quite a bit of news this week. I think we need to have a have a conversation. Yes, it's about it's been a
0: very news heavy week, has not it? And not necessarily in the most
2: enjoyable way, but yeah, um, we'll talk about what we learned from the weekend as usual. Um, I've I've got so, uh, a magnificent story I've discovered about Mike Teague. I Brilliant. want to share with everybody. Um, Humble, and then we've got the it? shit good and then that should probably just about do us, I think. Yeah. We had an hour and a half last week so we have to, you know, bring it back within the realms of what's possible. Now then, the player spotted. I say it's, yes. it's a player spotted but it's a player spotted variation. One, Kevin Heaney Ooh. got in touch with us on Twitter. This mm. is not the variation. This is something else. Okay. Well, he's, he got in us on Twitter and he said, a few years ago, I saw an absolutely steamboated Chris Robshaw pissing on the back of a boots in Galway at 2 a.m. Excellent. And I said, now that's a very good story, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to disqualify it for being a little bit too interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, for st- if, I mean if Chris Robshaw was Andy Powell...
2: Yeah, no but it still be, wouldn't be be allowed- sh- it'd be still a good story, it wouldn't be allowed in here. Oh, he I did- don't
0: know, see, because Andy Powell getting, being smashed and pissing down around the back of a boots is kind of just a Thursday for him, isn't it?
2: That is true. There is that, yeah.
0: Whereas, whereas Robshaw... Clean cut England captain purveyor of beats headphones, etc. um yeah, it's a little bit out of character what what him, do, you th- what, do you th-
2: what do you think that Chris Robshaw listens to in his beats headphones? I'm going for keen
0: oh, he is so a keen man, <laughs> like he's somebody you would have been in who, who will fight like you'll get a few beers in him, and you'll say that star Sailor's first album was an underrated classic.
2: I actually don't mind star Sailor get out. <laughs> It must be a Wigan thing. The, um, You've got
0: your daddy's eyes, and daddy was. I did alcoholic. like that one. I did like that one. Worst. In the Crossfire is a good ever song. Ever made.
2: Anyway. Well, yeah, but he definitely says something like King Chris Robshaw. But he did oh, come 100%. back, Kevin, and say, well, um, it would have been a better story, wouldn't it, if I'd said that I'd seen Chris Robshaw actually inside the boots looking at the different men's grooming products. I said, yeah, that would have been much 100%. better. Yeah, that would have been, been straight in. Straight in so yeah. please, people, if you're going to send him in, then please. Uh, now. Is the slight variation on Player Spotted, right? Do you remember last week when we were talking about the birdcage and I did that clip and said it sounded like Mr. Haskell, right?
0: I do vividly remember yeah. that, yeah.
2: Elaine Jones emails and she says, Hi Lee, bracket, and Josh, close bracket. Like an 80s song title. Yeah, um, I like it. She said, I'm an avid listener of the pod and just wanted to send a note thanking you for merging two of my favourite things last week, rugby and theatre. Then she goes on to say, I work at the National Theatre and have just finished a show with Nathan Lane. Really? Nathan Lane was the guy in the birdcage. Yeah, I, know, I knew that bit yes, of Lane, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. I did know that. I love Nathan Lane. He said, um, and he said, basically, Nathan kept me and the rest of the team in hysterics for most of the time he was here. And I often make the teams and Nathan's ears bleed moaning about the state of the Welsh team while he was around. He must have loved that. <laughs> yeah, that so I cannot tell you how happy it made us when you played the clip bringing mm-hmm. the worlds of theatre and rugby together. <laughs> I've just done like a linking thing with my fingers. You can't see that the gentleman, but like does lobsters.
0: That, does that mean that she played this segment to Nathan Lane? No, does I don't say, think so. I don't, oh, I'd, I just...
2: would love to think that that was true. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, that guy was in Stuart Little, you know. that's
2: One of my favourite stories about Nathan Lane, which is probably it's, it's one of the most tragicomic things ever, was that he's from an, um, uh, an Irish immigrant family, isn't he, Nathan mm-hmm. Lane? Have you heard the story about when he came out to his mother? No. He, came, he said to his mother, he said, Mom, I'm gay. And she said, I'd rather you were dead. And he said, I knew you'd understand. <laughs> Which I don't, oh. and he always tells that story. And it's the most, it's obviously, I did, when you hear it, I do exactly what you just did, but it's incredibly I mean, tragic comic. Isn't it's it?
0: horrible, yes, but hilarious. But, but, yeah. but it's a hell of a comeback, fair place for him,
2: yes. Uh, anyway, she finished off the lane with perhaps the one and only Nathan Lane will be mentioned on, a, perhaps this is the one and only time Nathan Lane will be mentioned on a rugby podcast. Probably. Well, no. Or maybe it's two. If you read out this on the show, which I've just done a later. Yeah, Thank you for yeah, the letter. There you but go. she yeah. said, unless there's, a, and this is this is what I like, unless there's any room for a feature about a musical of Sean Holly songs, and you could pick which actors would play which players.
0: Oh god I like that
2: I do like that Ladies and gentlemen We throw that out to you Sean Holly songs The (laughs) musical Featuring different players And I want the actors Who will actually play them I've done I'm not doing this this week I've not done any preparation But I'm throwing it out there But maybe we'll come back to it Yes
0: we will come back We will 100% Be coming back to this (laughs) Oh
2: yes (laughs) Right then That was the player sports stuff So yeah Nathan Lane And Hmm. Welsh Rugby
0: Yeah Never the twain shall meet Think again (laughs)
2: Shall we talk about some news from this week before we get on to Apple uh, we weekend? We probably
0: should actually, shouldn't we, yeah. Um, um,
2: do you want to start? What's yes. my start?
0: Uh, I guess the biggest story of this week has probably been all of this palaver vis-a-vis the whole extending the season um, that Premiership Rugby want to do. Premiership Rugby also sort of want to make the England and France play the Six Nations a week later than everyone else. Does that make
2: sense? Yeah, do you know, Um, I find myself in these situations, you know, like if somebody hits you on the knee with a hammer and you kick them, if something begins with the Premier Rugby Limited have decided that, I immediately want to go, no.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's almost like they have no... They don't have the interests of the game at heart in any way, shape, or form. They're have not content with fucking up the Heineken Cup, which, let's not beat around the bush, as fine as the Champions Cup is, it's not anywhere near as good as what the Heineken Cup used to be. I don't know why, but it's
2: just not. <laughs> yeah, why is it? I don't know. It's I don't just, know it's is it a nostalgia something... thing? Is it because of the... I mean, it's oh weird, because I mean Heineken is just like, you know, identikit, nondescript, bland lager, aren't yeah. they? But for some yeah. reason, it's just... Uh... I don't know, yeah, it's odd The Champions Cup just sound, is a
0: shit name for a thing <laughs>
2: Not as and, bad as a rugby championship, but it's bad, I'll take it you No, know.
0: but it is bad, but it's in, equally bland Yes And it's just, there's this something, it's got the whiff of fucking new money and entitlement about it Which the Heineken Cup never had for some reason and, Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make oh, any well, sense, but
2: I'm, I'm kind of with you, yeah
0: yeah, I, I, I mean to to
2: play devil's advocate for a minute with the Premier Rugby Limited, they do have a deal that lets people be released for England, and they get. I know that they negotiate for some money for that, but they gem, genuinely or generally, sorry, seem to be saying that they're committed to the future of England and stuff like that, don't they? They say that, but
0: then they're saying, you know, let's let's look at. I'll let me just read a list. Okay. All right. Rory Best, Billy Vunipola, Rob Carney, Dan Bigger, Israel Dagg, Tom Savage, Freddie Burns, Sam Simmons, Charles Peartow, Manitou George Cruis, Ben Teo. That is just a small sample of high profile players who've got injured in some way, some serious, some not that serious, since the start of the season. We're only four weeks in.
2: Do you think Ben Teo's actually injured?
0: Well, maybe.
2: Because I think I'd kind of go, oh no, I can't play anymore (laughs) in this, I'm afraid.
0: Oh I've, I'm just cramping up. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but look on, now, yes, how many yes. of those players injured our Lions as well by the way or were playing in on the Lions tour. Like and Premiership rugby said like I'm not saying that it's you know that, that them sort of this sort of some sort of karmic thing hmm. that they are you know like I think you said before we went on that you know it's not necessarily the case that all of these players getting injured is somehow rugby's fault.
2: But no, well, it could be rugby's fault, but my point is is that uh, Peter Tom... No, what's his name? Peter, the, the old guy, goes on Scrum 5 every now and again.
0: Uh, Peter Thomas, no.
2: Oh, that's the guy who owns Cardiff. Can't he, his name? Yes. Him I know anyway. exactly who you're talking about. Him anyway, who's brought yes. on to Scrum 5 to actually you know, disagree with something sometimes. He, yes. um He did a big piece about, you know, the game is getting worse. He said, well, actually, you know, it could just be a cluster of injuries in the space of a couple of weeks and then we might go a few months with nothing actually happening. So it's, you know, let's not get... Let's look at the whole season when it finishes and see how we... uh, I will be there,
0: but I just think they want to give players less rest and, like, the opposite is... Like, players need to be playing less, not more. Like, if you're in any way serious about... Like player welfare, like or like the, they they don't care about player welfare. They don't care about the international game. They're trying to act like football clubs, like and they're holding everyone else to ransom. And like, I can't, like, I get it. They're losing, they're all fucking losing money, vast amounts of it every year. Yes. But like, and if they can't attract more TV money and more sponsorship, and at mm-hmm. least break even, then yeah, how the, how is the game going to survive? I'm really sympathetic to that, but. At the same time, it's like, well, maybe you need to cut your cloth accordingly. Like...
2: Yeah, and I think it's always, you know, the simple facts of the matter is, and I'm sorry to get all, you know, philosophical about this, but the simple facts of the matter is that they probably do, I actually disagree, I think they do care about player welfare. I think, you know, given a world in which they didn't have pressures, they, they, would, they do care about player welfare, but actually the only thing that exists in things like this is the bottom line. Yeah, that, And everything becomes subordinate to the bottom line. So therefore, mm-hmm. that's why it's like, well, yes, we'll have some player welfare initiatives. Yes, we'll do the mental health stuff. However, when it comes down to it, we've got to find out how to fix the bottom line. And like with yeah. any industry, quite honestly, any industry or any work sector, ultimately, if you're going to get the bottom line sorted, you either have to charge more for people who are doing your services, or you've got to squeeze more out of the people who work for you.
0: Yeah, and that's fair enough. But you and know, how's about that you know, for or, a pro North Daily you, Mirror style view, ladies yeah, and gentlemen? Or, or you cut your cloth accordingly. You know, a team like Saracens, crowing that they need more cash space, to, uh, cap space to play all these players that they've developed. I, I mean, oh, I've got a lot of sympathy for that. Given that you know, you live by the massive money sword, you die by the massive money sword to an extent. But it's like, I mean, players like Billy Vinipola have suggested that if it meant him having to play less rugby, he'd take a pay cut and while i don't think that's the answer it does show that like players are looking at this welfare issue very very seriously you know their bodies can't handle the demands of the game at the moment and that's before you consider like that's just like their their well-being day-to-day like that's before you consider the long-term detrimental impact that they might be doing to themselves by flogging themselves constantly like do you see that, um, the Aaron Hernandez thing that came out in the States this week? No, I didn't know. Um, to be honest with you, it should have been like front-page news for every contact sport-loving country in the world, but as as is always the way with these things, they'd rather ignore it, I think. But like, Aaron Hernandez used to be star tight end for world champion New England Patriots um, until he was arrested and convicted for murder um, a few years back, and then... Even more awfully, he was sent to prison for life and killed himself in prison last year. Anyway, this isn't just a massive downer. There was a point there. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, actually, it is a fucking massive downer, but there is a point to my massive downer. Um, in his suicide note, he asked it that his brain be tested for CTE, which we probably all by now know by now is um,
2: yeah. Good luck, chronic. good luck pronouncing this. Go on, chronic uh,
0: traumatic emphasis encephalopathy.
2: encephalopathy.
0: Encephalopathy, there we go. Uh, Degenerative brain disease found in people who've sustained uh, repeated head injuries, particularly boxers and people who play contact sports. Um, Headaches, memory loss, personality changes, angry outbursts, it's a horrible, scary thing um, because there's no way to cure it, and they found it in 100% of the NFL players they've tested. But, um, yeah, it was discovered that Hernandez who, let's not forget, committed at least one murder, had the most severe case of CT they'd ever seen. He was 27 years old, and he had the brain of a 67-year-old man with dementia. I mean, that's horrifying by itself. But, I mean, obviously rugby's not as violent as the NFL, and the hits on as vicious or frequent, yada, yada, yada. But I'll tell you what, NFL players mostly only play half the time in a 60-minute game, and they play 16 games a season.
2: Yeah, there is that, isn't there?
0: Rugby, you know, players can be on the field for 80 minutes, playing at least 30 games a season probably internationals playing more a lot more like you're telling me that we're not sitting on a fucking time bomb here so the least that we should be doing really is responsible owners legislators fans
2: stakeholders to use the word yeah it's
0: oh jesus but like yeah it's saying that players should be play you know not playing as much and getting more rest because like I don't fancy the thought of being tacitly responsible for like George North say barely being able to fucking remember what year it is by the time he's in his late fifties like.
2: But um, cause... isn't isn't this plan though? If it's going to be a longer season, right? And I'm not saying I agree with it, but if it's going to be a longer season, does that mean there's more space between the games, or is it? And I've, I'll be honest, I've not seen that much detail on this, so. Are they planning to play more games in a longer season or the same number of games across a longer period, a, a greater period of time?
0: Initially, they claim it's the same number of games over a longer period, I think. Right. But I think we all know how that is going to... And, and that's certainly the fear of the players' union, that they'll look at these free weekends and they'll go, well, we could slot another game in, especially given that nobody is making money on rugby at the moment. It's, it's a like thin end say, of the wedge the bottom, thing. The, yeah, then the bottom line, as you say, has got to be considered somewhere by these teams, yeah. and and you know at the at the moment they're getting you know particularly the Premiership they've got a fucking TV deal that's worth way more money than what they're actually worth, which is
2: there is that's yeah. the problem, is it? There is there is a kind of a, a real economic that well, yeah. might come and bite soon, which didn't quite happen with the football. Because people are still competing with each other, but actually, at some point, BT Sport are going to go. Do you know what? Nobody else will be fucking buying this.
0: Yeah, and and that's the problem. That you I mean? Look at you know. Look at the Pro 12. They can't fucking give those rights away. And nobody's gonna, nobody's trying. You know, I'm not going to say that the Premiership isn't a more coherent and saleable offering. Well, than it is, isn't it? But Pro yeah, 12. Of but it's it not. However, but, you know, it's fucking you know, it's the amount of money that they paid for it is vast. And the amount of money, like, it's being basically used by companies like BT and like, oh, what's it, in Sports, whatever it is, in France. They're basically buying rugby rights for prestige. And once they're established and they've got the prestige, are they going to keep giving vast amount of fucking money to, the, to rugby? I doubt it.
2: We shall see. I think, generally mm. speaking, I th- anything... Again, I come back to my original point. Anytime Premier Rugby Limited have an idea, <laughs> the core of me just goes, there's something wrong with this, isn't there? Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's a, a problematic response. I don't know. But I doubt it. I'll be honest.
0: No, I think you're probably quite spot on there, to be honest. Anyway, Speaking, I think I've probably gone on a bit too much about that, haven't I? <laughs>
2: Let's talk about some more news, shall we, which is yes. that one. Uh, Kingsley Jones has used his extensive Skype network <laughs> to Skype somebody in Toronto and get himself yes. a Canada job.
0: I'm not sure how on earth that's happened, but um, good luck to him. That's all I can say.
2: Wasn't, yeah. he, wasn't he employed? By, like,
0: Wasn't he supposed to be like the Wru's new head of Skyping people?
2: He can do that from wherever, though. That's the beauty of these jobs, isn't it? I suppose it is. You can't you know, do too... When... Like, I got an approach once on the email from some guy at some company, and he said, we're interested in you coming to do this for us. I was like, what? what? And he wanted me to set myself up as an online tutor for blogging, right? And I could, like, do, devise these half-hour-long classes of how to blog. Wow. And I was like, well, one, who's going to pay for that? And two, I'm not sure I can explain it anyway, apart from where you just write something, don't you? Um <laughs>
0: I think you 100% should have gone for that. But, think yeah, you the thing is, calling. if I'd sat
2: down and gone for it, I could have charged some poor fucking schmuck at the other end of it on the screen, like I'm looking at you now. I could have charged yeah. them, you know, for X amount of money to sit there and go, well, you've got to make sure it's this. Or, I'd have invented some bollocks. Let's be honest. Oh, of course you would. And I can't help but think that's what Kingsley Jones' job interview was like. Oh, yeah, nice. I, had bril- I, had yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a brilliant brilliant time at the Dragons. I'm an absolutely excellent... Uh, yeah.
0: But no, his job with the, was supposed to be, he was basically moved sideways in the WIU, and he was supposed to be, like, head of the Exiles program. Yeah. Because we, we joked. We literally joked about <laughs> yeah. how he'd been given a job that was basically Skyping Welsh players in far away places, like Bath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and Worcester. Um, but yeah, so he's basically done a month of that and gone, nah. I'm all right. But that I'll job, how
2: how involved can that job be? Is it like ringing Luke Chartres up and going, am I all right, Luke? I tell you what, I, I am yeah. I mean... not, not bad. Kingsley, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keeping <him> well? <wild>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cause... just playing for Wales? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But this is basically an, yet another example of how, despite all evidence to the contrary, in areas outside of, like, the British Isles, and indeed, like, tier one rugby. People still think Welsh people make good coaches. It's, it's like... Are you going to you unleash don't... your
2: Steve Tandy rant now, or you no, keeping No, I'm not. That... I'm,
0: I'm, gonna, I'm keeping that one on ice. But I'm just like... <laughs> it's like... Uh, like, you always want to... I guarantee you, if you, for, like, go to any, like, tier two or tier three country... And at some point in the last 10 years, like an obscure Welsh coach from the 90s or early 2000s will have been their head coach. Because Hasn't
2: Lynn Howells have spent the last decade doing that? has he touring in, around Eastern Europe? In Russia, right?
0: yes, and and various other places. And uh, Phil Davis at Namibia. And, you know, it's like, because they're Welsh, and they can go, oh, I coached Cardiff Blues or Scarlets or Dragons or whatever. They go, ooh, didn't they instead just, of going, yeah, but are you actually any fucking good? And the answer is no. Yeah, but I've got ben. a video
2: of Wales in the 70s on my phone. Do you want to watch it's that?
0: It's that? People still think that they're all still Wales in the 70s. People, No one here is Karen fucking James.
2: <laughs> That's very true.
0: Anyway. So, yeah. The funny thing was that the,
2: the, the, Rug- the Rugby United Rugby Canada account posted a big like, oh, this is great news and stuff, and I kind of did retweet it and said, do, do you want to tell him I, or shall I? Because basically that <laughs> But you know, best of luck to him who and to Canada. Old,
0: That's what I want to know.
2: Who, what, who was who Kingsley Jones replaced? replaced? I don't know. I'll let you get on to that while I talk into the next thing. Yes. I'll talk about the Cup for the Police on Cup because only quickly oh. to say that Connacht still have it.
0: I know. That's shocking.
2: Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I thought... I that... Well, I expected them to beat Cardiff. I don't know how else to put it. I was trying to think of a clever line then, but how did they not <laughs> you, beat Cardiff?
0: You absolutely did, didn't you? It's like you couldn't... I couldn't foresee any... like Especially with the way the fucking Blues have played this season. I could not see any other thing where they didn't...
2: I mean, on one side of it, you could say that the, the Blues were coming towards this because they were quite close. It was dreadful, but then they, they were quite close with Glasgow, and I suppose in yeah. Connacht aren't playing that well. So I suppose it was... It was coming, perhaps.
0: Maybe uh, it's. It, I don't. The are clearly not the force they once were. I don't however, think they were.
2: Ever, I don't think they ever were the force they once were. <laughs> it was just a very bizarre period of yeah, time we altogether. Weird,
0: we had a weird fever dream in two thousand and fifteen, sixteen, and we all collectively woke up. But however, I know we, we did this last week, right? But it once again opens up some very exciting possibilities for the CPC. Right? Yeah,
2: because who Cardiff got next is it? Well, Cardiff, I'm,
0: uh, well, I don't care. Oh, Connors
2: have gone, haven't I'm they? Sorry, my head's gone. Yeah, yeah go on.
0: Yeah, see, you, you'd you already prepared it in your head. I had, you, yeah. Anyway. I can't get my brain yeah. to
2: shift off it, yeah.
0: Next week, yeah. to Scarlet. They're
2: going to lose that, aren't they? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, they'll yeah. keep it next week, yeah.
0: Um, week after that, away to Ulster.
2: Mm. Ulster doing well, yeah.
0: Then, oh, then it gets interesting. Week after that, away to Oyana currently rock bottom of the top 14.
2: Can Connacht travel to France and beat Oiena? That's really what we're talking about here. That's what it boils down to.
0: However, the week after that, at home to Worcester.
2: (gasps) Hello. 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 (laughs) That's (laughs) what we really want. Forget (laughs) Oiena. Throw throw that game. Beat Worcester. Oh, yes. Cuthbert Police on Cup in the Aviva Premiership. We finally reached the promised land.
0: I mean, let's be honest. We've been here before. They'll probably beat the Scars next week. Of course um, we will. But hey, it's interesting. It's exciting. I'm excited.
2: We're all excited. I, I just,
0: every, everybody but two teams have had it in the Pro 12. It's boring now. Yeah, gonna, we've but, had
2: enough. It really needs yeah. to get out of there. There's only so much we can say about it when it stays in the Pro 12. Thanks yeah. to though for uh, fucking it up and making it interesting a bit this season.
0: Exactly. Do you want to know who uh, was Canada's head coach before Kingsley Jones? Before Go for it. By? Mark Anscombe. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know whether he left or whether they left him, but, I mean, you'd expect the... Because, like, I know he didn't have a very good time at at Ulster, but he was relatively well-respected in these even.
2: And haven't they lost the number one spot to the USA?
0: He was was fired. Bloody hell.
2: Fired for Kingsley Jones. Does it get much worse than that? As a top-level rugby coach,
0: yeah, he said, and he, he as he left, he said that uh, the Canadian system was broken. So, uh, good luck, Kingsley Jones, with that.
2: So they brought Kingsley Jones in to fix a broken system. Yes, I can't see how any how that's not going to go extremely yeah, well.
0: That a man with with uh, North Harbour, New Zealand Under Twenty, and Auckland coaching. Uh, badges on his resume was unable to sort out an ulster
2: how many photocopiers did jones take with him though that's probably the clincher uh, shit he probably went to his interview with a video of the 1978 triple triple crown <laughs> video and an absolute shitload of clarity copies and that yes, was all which all it is took. why
0: the, their sponsorship has vanished from whilst rugby this year obviously
2: so that's Kingley jones Jules, is one, Fee on Twitter got in touch, and thanks for pointing this one out. Jules Pleisson has asked for £600,000 Wow! in a new what? contract, and that's like per year. That's not over a decade or anything. That's actually like per year.
0: <laughs> um, for a variety of reasons, that is fucking mental. Um, it's the Laidlaw effect, isn't it?
2: This is all Greg Laidlaw's fault. Oh, I didn't realise, when I talked about Laidlaw's agent before, I didn't realise it's Jason White. Really? The former Scotland coach, which probably explains a lot, because I do think Greg just sits there and says, "You know, I want four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Otherwise, I'm taking.
0: T- yeah. <laughs> sends, <what? laughs>
2: Otherwise, I'm opening the and door and go, Jason's coming in. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but I get the. F- remember, you won't remember this, but I remember being told by my mining family that mm. Joe Gormley, who was the leader of the NUM in the seventies, he had one line that he trotted out at every negotiation when he went to go and speak to the NCB, which was, I'm not having my lads going underground for less money than people who are dragging bin bags around in London. It was always like, that That was the benchmark, that, that you know bin, bin men get paid this. So yes. I reckon now everybody's going into a negotiation like Joe Gormley and going, yes. I am not being paid less, probably with the accent and everything. I'm yeah. not being paid less than Glacial Greg Gladelaw, by the way. So that's yeah. probably how it's going now.
0: And Fair enough.
2: To be you can't really fault me as a negotiator. No. Imagine being sat with the purse strings having to explain how that isn't a reasonable position for somebody yeah. to take.
0: I mean on the one hand, here's our budget. On the <laughs> other hand, look how much Drag was <laughs> earning.
2: I just can't square it off. No. The only answer <laughs> is to play a nineteen month season. <laughs> to make some money. With
0: seven hundred games, including matches against teams from Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> Antarctica and the fucking moon.
2: Speaking of uh, people who used to be in France, by the way, uh, mm. Paul Williams tweeted, uh, "Bucky's boater is very, Whoa. very fat now. <laughs> Do
0: you know what? Good for him.
2: Absolutely. But he can still you know bang what? as well.
0: Oh, yeah. But when you think about it, like, he retired, what, last year? Yeah. Like, if he, were to, he, had to, he was gone, he's, he's nearly 40 now, isn't mm. he? Or maybe oh, God, he yeah. even is 40. You know, he spent the better part of, you know, he's probably been a pro since he was, what, Eighteen twenty thereabouts. He's been having to live like an athlete for half his life. He has denied himself all of the tasty foods, all of the beers, occasionally. And now he's retired, he's just gone, fuck it.
2: I do think there's those people as well that within probably about six hours of retiring put about four stone on. Imagine what Josh Matavesi is going to look like about three hours after he actually retires from rugby.
0: Imagine what Stefan Armitage is going to look like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. a couple of weeks before he retires. Yeah, when he starts to let it go. It.
2: Imagine what yeah. Bastero is going to look like. If you think about the size that Blanco went to. Oh, he looks I think mean, like base...
0: Blanco is Olympic level, that. Though, <laughs> he basically...
2: I mean, Blanco just looks like he's been pumped full of honey from a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and that's basically what. Imagine what Bastro will look like if that's what Blanco looks
0: like. Well, that's what I think. Bastero needs to play until he's at least 55 for. The... The sake of his own health and life, because I give him five years once he's done. Yeah. If, if it, I mean, it's not like he's exactly peak condition now.
2: <laughs> and Blanco's go back to me. He looks kind of oleaginous, doesn't he? Kind of yeah. oily. He looks like he needs yeah. like a, a squeegee to like wipe across his face when he's oh, like 100%.
0: At hot or, I mean, a man who's in a constant state of face sweat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty top lip, permanently. Oh. Anyway, you can never
0: that... wear a white shirt. Anyway. Believe it
2: or not, ladies and gentlemen, that was news. Is... That was the <laughs> news section.
0: Yeah, this is a rugby podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: other tips on squeegeeing your own face for the sweat are available mm. on other podcasts, obviously. Mm. What did we learn from the weekend, Josh?
0: Um, well, I learned that, not so much from the weekend, I learned that Sean O'Brien's a bit of a shit.
2: Yeah, he loves a bit of chatter, doesn't he? Now, now, let's just say this has been a divisive thing. It has,
0: and I get it because you everybody knows how I feel about Rob Howley, and I don't imagine everybody knows how of... we feel
2: about people with bland opinions, or at least that's what we, you know, that's the whole reason yeah. why we're here, really, because we don't like them. But um yeah, so I don't, what... I
0: don't imagine that anything he said was particularly wrong either. But like, it's just a bit of a dick move, isn't it?
2: I don't just know, I haven't looked at bit... Sean O'Brien enough to know, is he like this a lot? Does he come out and say things like this? I've certainly a lot. never. I've never noticed it, but noticed I've never really it. looked at no. it.
0: No, he's got a reputation for straight talking, um, which is often a, a word that people use to say somebody who's an arsehole. But, I,
2: I mean... We need to be careful it's... where we're banding that around, really, given that what well, we exactly. are like. But, uh, yeah, I just can't help thinking... I think it puts him in the same bracket as Matt Dawson and Austin Healy in 2001. I've I've been out publicly and said that. Some people came back to me and said, yeah, but isn't that like they were actually on the tour? I I don't know, but I'd be very, very surprised if since then there's not some kind of non-disclosure agreement they have to sign, which covers the period of the tour and some time afterwards. I think he's, I don't know this, but I get the impression that he's come out as soon as he was allowed to. By contract, yeah. basically to to it. Well, band- and also, and he would never
0: have said a word if he felt he had another Lions tour in him. That's true. Because so basically, what he's like straight talking in this case is just sort of shooting your mouth off without when there's not really going to be any comeback or consequences for you. And I mean, any arsehole can do that. We do that <laughs> literally say, all yeah. the time. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like, what
2: you mean, but yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something like. I just feel like if
0: you're a lion that should mean something and part of that is even if you fucking have serious issues with A, B or C coach, player or tactic just don't go fucking spreading it about and throwing shit around well, a couple of weeks after of it, t-
2: couldn't you say that well he's shown how much it means him because he's saying I'm so gutted because we could have won and actually the play it wasn't the player's fault that we didn't win we should have had better coaching
0: I mean, there's some truth in that, but A, he's living in a fucking fantasy world because the notion that somehow Farrell and Sexton like totally transformed the attacking game after week one. I watched those games. I don't exactly remember a great deal of sexy attacking rugby from the Lions at any point during the tour with the exception of that Liam Williams try, Mm. which was in the first test, by the way.
2: And was basically down to Liam Williams being Liam Williams.
0: Yeah, like, I mean...
2: And Ben Tail blocking a tackler. Let's not forget.
0: Yeah, but like anybody could, like hindsight of like is twenty. So anyone can look like a fucking genius by saying how things should have been done in retrospect. He wasn't fucking saying this to journalists when he was in New Zealand, was he? Again, I he think
2: was... it's because there was probably an NDA in place. Probably. I think he's come out as soon as he's allowed to because it's noticeable. I think the tour finished on the day he came out. The tour finished like seventy days ago. That would mm. be a sort of ten-week period. Since the Maybe. end of the tour. I don't know. I don't know. But then he f-
0: comes out with this fucking, oh, I've got total respect for all the Lions coaches line afterwards. That was just and it's like, yeah. fuck off, mate.
2: I'm you start. Did, doing you wouldn't that. have said it. The day after I put the pod out, I'm going to write like a little thing in my notes on my phone and put a picture of it on Twitter. I've got total respect for everybody I took the piss out of. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> like, is, I have for some of them, but not most of them. Yeah. Well, the thing is,
0: like, if you you get caught stirring shit, so either be a straight talker and own it, or actually apologise... So speaking out of turn, don't sort of go in the middle and go, oh, I respect everyone, but I stand by what I said.
2: What? That doesn't make any fucking sense. No.
0: Ugh, what else have anyway. we learned for the weekend?
2: Cardiff um, should generally give it to Willis Halaholo at all yes. times.
0: all times.
2: That should be, what you know about hashtag give it to Shane, it's hashtag mm. give it to Halaholo now. Yes, give Ooh, it to he can, he can carry a ball, that lad.
0: Oh, he can. He's very good, isn't he? I mean, he's occasionally awful, but when he's on it, he is fucking well, on it.
2: You know, and uh, Josh Neville, lots of tackles as well. Fair play. I also learned it could be Gloucester's year again. <laughs> 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 Seriously, oh. they're playing some bloody lovely rugby. Did you see that, are, that 12 side? They time? very
0: nearly lost that game. Well, of again, course Gloucester they did. By but being you know, Gloucester, they Gloucester are still Gloucester. Don't be not, dulled into any sense. Of course, of course sense. it's not
2: Gloucester's year. No. Speaking of Gloucester, do you remember Iron Mike Teague? Yes. Well, big, hard Iron Mike Teague. Well. Mm. I was speaking to somebody who was around Gloucester at the time, and I didn't know this. And apparently, he swam the Channel once. Really? Yeah, but because be, because he was Iron Mike T, he didn't do it in the summer like everybody else, mm. because it, that would have been too soft ass. That would have been something yeah. that like Harlequins do or something. Mm. And he he did it in winter. And according to Iron Mike, he had to right. spend at least seven miles of the journey breaking ice with his fists as he swam. Wow. Yeah. He also, yeah, is... also refused a support vehicle. You no, know, they have this like little boat beside. Yeah, the him. little boat that goes yeah, on yeah. yeah, yeah. He refused that. He 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 only did it, and he insisted on having a colossal squid swim wow. alongside him for the entire journey, for the whole time. When he got to France, he then chinned the squid and ate it alive on the beach. That's, I mean, much to the horror of the families enjoying the beach at Plage de Camp Blanc Ned's.
0: Rightly so. I mean, like, aren't, aren't squids supposed to be quite intelligent? That's quite barbaric, really, isn't it? It I is, mean, but
2: you know, that's what—that's what nobody's intelligent after you've been, 1980s been nutted. Nineteen eighties back rower, isn't it? Yeah. Well, when you've been nutted by my Mike T on a beach in France, nobody's intelligent yeah. no more.
0: You stay nutted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> be nutted <laughs> and stay nutted. Come for the nutting, stay for the eating.
0: That's fascinating.
2: It is, yeah. It's, it's an absolutely completely true. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, what else have we learned for the weekend?
0: Um, I learned that the Ospreys are potentially about to go on quite a
2: historic losing run. Um, Do you need the music again? I won't bother. No, no we'll, le- we'll I'm, leave I'm it for this okay. basic,
0: You know the stages of grief. I'm basically <laughs> at acceptance now, whatever. <laughs> um, next four games, right? Yeah. Cheaters away. Cheaters who just beat Leinster with a bonus, and bonus looking, point at home.
2: Quite on fire, yeah.
0: Uh, Scarlet's at home.
2: Yeah, good luck.
0: Claremont at home.
2: Even with Laidlaw?
0: Yeah, even with. Saracen's away.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. shouldn't laugh so loud. <laughs> I do apologise to funny. to Josh oh, it, and it, all the Ospreys fans out there for laughing yeah. quite so loud.
0: The, their next Winnable Home game is Dragons at the end of next month. Um, But to be honest with you, don't win that. Next winnable home game for them, if they're continuing to play like this, um, might well be when they welcome the Blues to the Liberty Stadium in January.
2: That's a lovely. That's like, you know, the, the X Factor is a depressing run up to Christmas. That's like yes. an even more depressing run up to Christmas. In fact, watch the X Factor instead, Ospreys fans. That yeah. that will yeah. be a less depressing Genuinely. run up there, to Christmas. Somebody
0: I, I I turned off the Zebra game in disgust with about ten minutes left, and somebody else was like, a MasterChef's much better anyway. The Treviso game, you mean? Yes, yes. Um, oh, I'll wait until later on in the season when we <laughs> lose to Zebra. It'll be fine.
2: Zebra were too busy beating the Southern Kings, of course.
0: Yes. And do you know what? Steve Tandy has now lost six times in Italy in his coaching career. He's only been in charge five years.
2: I've not researched this, but I'd love to know if any other coach has lost that many times in Italy who isn't a coach of an Italian team, obviously. Yeah,
0: I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so it it would be hard, wouldn't it? One At least one game a season. Well, more than one game a season, he's lost to an Italian team. And yet he's still there. Unbelievable shit. Anyway.
1: Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans. (laughs) get in the kitchen and calm down? Or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
2: Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. What else did I learn? Henry Slade is becoming what we wanted him to be.
0: He is, isn't he? Well, and, maybe not uh, you,
2: Josh, because you're a disgraceful, chippy Welsh person. You don't want him yes, to be anything. That's but why uh, I
0: want him to fail miserably at everything that he does in life.
2: Um, when I went to the Premiership final to watch... And I've not seen Exeter live before that. I'll be honest, but I'm on the television, it is mm. noticeable. He is one of those players who looks different to everybody else when he gets yeah. the ball. He looks completely different. Oh. He does got
0: he's like, cut from. A very different cloth, isn't he?
2: Although I do think he lets the back of his hair grow a bit too long. It makes his head look round. I don't understand not, why he doesn't get a full... He's not the
0: only person in Leicester with a, a, an, extra, an, extra yeah, with yeah. a an unfortunate haircut. Well, He just, needs, I mean, to so, he just needs
2: to take his grade one up to the crown, that's yeah, all. I don't, all the way I up to the crown. You yeah. need to
0: get, well, they call it gradiated, I believe, they say, to to, to make it, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, a barber says to me, do you want to get, you want, do you want get to
2: barber chat? Well, no. About to me, do you want it connected or disconnected? I said I don't know what that means, <laughs> and I said, "Can you explain to me what they mean?" And he went, "Well, you either have it connected or disconnected." I said, "No, you've just said the same thing that you just said. You didn't explain just to me what it slightly means." Slightly slower way. Yeah. Anyway, go on.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, he's uh, impressive in the Chiefs in general. To be honest. Yes. Wasps were a bit of a bag of shit, but
2: it's a mixed bag. They were year, excellent. I mean, yeah. Dai looks fuming. All I the think. time. I think he looks fuming. It's
0: yeah. He sort of did a weird, like, sort of smile towards the end of the game when something...
2: I think he was thinking uh, about yet pies, another thing. Think had, he.
0: he probably was, but yet another thing had fucked up. And they sort of <laughs> panned to him, and he was just kind of like, <laughs> as if he was just like, yeah, today is not my fucking day.
2: But yet still beautifully raised, razor creases in his shirt and the top-button Oh, of, done course, of course. Class. I
0: mean, interestingly enough, actually, speaking of Exeter, and indeed uh, Zimbabwean England international Don Armand who was very good on Saturday. He was very good. Uh, yeah. Um, I discovered actually, as I was, I was looking through some extra Chiefs message boards after the game. And, uh, apparently he only turned to rugby, um, after his de- dreams of being a teenage pop sensation in his native Zimbabwe didn't take off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Following, um, apparently it was following his favorite, uh, failure to make the judges houses, uh, uh, on Zimbabwe's got talent in 2006. Um, he was totally inconsolable and spent the following month in uh, Harare's many karaoke bars where he would just infuriate the crowd repeatedly um, by singing his sing- uh, signature number over and over again, which was actually Fernando by ABBA uh, in an increasingly sort of sob heavy, unpleasant way. Um, like and...
2: snotty, like a snotty singing.
0: Yeah. And it got to the point where one karaoke bar basically was just kind of like so fed up of it that they kind of, they turned the TV over to the curry cup when they had the, instead of the thing with the words on it in the hope that it would just put him <laughs> off his stride a little bit. But actually it just created this weird sort of like emotional transference situation. You know, like when like a baby bird sees something that isn't its mother and like yes. imprints on it. It was basically like that, but with rugby. And so then oh, Don just refocused his passion onto becoming the best sort of workmanlike but very effective back rower.
2: Oh, and, and that's and why done. he's become the man he's become today. Because exactly. It's exactly that. He thinks it's that the game of rugby is, in fact, his parents. Yes. After the it's, Zim, exa- it's exactly af- that. After yeah. terrible disappointments in Zimbabwe's Got Talent. Yeah. In many ways, it's the oldest story in the world, isn't it? It is. It is. It's Taylor's as oldest as time, as Beat The Beast once said. <laughs> I'd love to see what the judges' houses were in Zimbabwe's Got <laughs> Talent.
0: Yeah, I mean. Let's not go there. They probably used to belong uh, to
2: somebody else.
0: They, I would imagine that, yeah, they, they're fairly <laughs> new tenants.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's not go down that <laughs> no, road. Let's <that's> really go. <laughs> what else did we learn? Uh, oh. Bailey and Aurora got in touch on Twitter to show me a, a link that um, Richard Cochrane now says there's an anti-Scottish agenda from referees. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how he finds anti-agendas wherever Everywhere he manages he to go?
0: It's funny that.
2: It's almost like he's the, he's the common denominator for all these agendas, it, isn't it? It almost
0: does, isn't it? Yeah. Um, other things I learned. I, I thought four weeks is a bit early for the wheels to totally come off bath season, but here we are. Um, well. What's happened? Two weeks ago, what, heroically defending, game was winning games they shouldn't have
2: won. Fucking bonkers.
0: They, they can't keep relying on Rocket to literally solve all of their problems every time because he's not actually Superman, despite appearances to the contrary at times.
2: You said in the first couple of weeks, and it was a good point, that he'd kind of, you know, Blackadder had kind of started turning him into the Crusaders. Yeah. They don't have a great deal of possession, but score enough and defend well enough to win games. It looked mm. like that was going to be the blueprint. Now he's turned
0: him into the fucking Hagiwaras.
2: <laughs> yes, he has. And, um, that game was mad. What I will say is, I got in touch. Uh, um, I'm working. I got an offer from Leo Vegas. They don't sponsor this pod or anything, but they're, they're giving me ten pound a week to bet, and hmm. I'm part of this punters union thing on a, like a little league, and I only joined it last week because he asked me to, and I put a tenner on Newcastle to win that game, and they were eleven. They were eleven to two. Nice. And I won, I won sixty five quid. Get Ka-ching. that in you. Ka-ching. I'll lose it all now, but there you go. Yeah. What else did I learn this weekend? Nothing. Anything else from you?
0: Um, I th- I learned that um, Bernard Jackman was entirely right to rotate his team on the weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. He, uh, I they saw got that score and was like, by Ulster, but it was missing Henson, Hallam Moss, Tyler Morgan, Corey Hill, yeah. Zane Kirch. No, it was bait, like there was two starters left from the team that beat Connacht well, last week, basically, and he got a bit of flack for it. But like, have you seen the Dragons squad? Yeah, they can't. Fuck. They were never likely to win away at Ulster anyway, and now he's got the home games against the Kings and the Blues coming up, and it, like his first fifteen, have essentially had to rest. It's just smart.
2: It is smart, and you can't blame him for the shit show that's no. going on at Dragons, can you? And
0: also, it's kind of what he knows. Like in France, they don't give a fuck about away games, so why should he?
2: And actually, you know, Dragon. If Dragons can focus on winning as many of their home games as possible, they'll still be fucking well ahead of where they've been. So, PS, we won about
0: three games last season. If he can somehow turn that into like five games, that's progress.
2: Abs- Ooh, just punch the microphone. Absolutely. Shall we do shit good rating?
0: Yeah, we probably should. Uh, before we do, should we have a quick would you rather?
2: Oh, yeah, go oh, on I then. Sorry, I haven't got rather. one this week. Um, you can you, you yeah. get one for me, yeah.
0: Would you rather mm. feel like how David Flatman feels when having to commentate on a backs move, or would you rather feel like how Ugo Monier feels when someone forces him to say something negative about a professional
2: rugby player that he knows? <laughs> oh, you know, oh, that's a, <laughs> that is a very, very good question. Um, I think I would rather be slightly flummoxed by a backs move Mm. than feel the very, very real, emotional, deep soul torment that Ugo must feel. Yeah, I mean, he, it's kind he's... of
0: a theoretical one, because I've never heard <laughs> well, Ugo say anything negative about any player. It's hard ever. to know what
2: the feeling is when it's never actually happened, yes. <laughs> I do like but Ugo I Mungi, it... actually.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine
0: think... the cognitive dissonance would sort of send him into a weird sort of fugue state.
2: Punditry is a mix at the end of the day, and there is something to be said for having the kind of excited one who loves everything.
0: Yes, indeed, everybody needs a sort of cheerleader at times, don't they?
2: Speaking of punditry, I watched Scrum Five on Sunday. Oh, now, seriously, they need to just—I don't know—I don't know what they need to blow it up and start, (laughs) give it a new name, and just start it all over again. Yeah, you know, and I've got you know, Jiffy Man. I've got so much respect for him as a player, and he's had his time, but. Honest to God, he must just sit there every year and just wait for the contract to come rolling in, laughing his tits off because it's the easiest money in the world, isn't it?
0: I don't. It's it's BBC Wales rugby thing is a horrendous boys' club oh. of just like and you know that's why when that guy whose name we keep forgetting, um. Peter. Okay, yeah, Peter. Whatever his name is, comes on there and, the, and throws fucking grenades left and right. It's actually really good because it's like suddenly exposing this very insular clique of people who basically toe the party line and don't ever say anything yeah. controversial.
2: Yeah, because if you, actually that feeling that Hugo Monnier must has never had, you can see that on the couch when he starts. Percent.
0: It's all across Martin Williams's face.
2: Yeah, and you can see he's... And it's brilliant because he's got, like, dad slacks and really shiny dad shoes on because he's quite an old guy, <laughs> isn't he? He's, like, put his best it's, faras yeah. on and his shiny yeah. shoes and he's just... And he, he actually manspreads a bit as well. I've got a bit of respect for that as well. And just gets them all told.
0: Yeah, he's an old-school journalist in the sense that he does not give a fuck about any kind... You know, no modern journalist can be like that because no, you wouldn't access access get any access to anyone. Yeah. But he's old-school enough that he doesn't give a shit and so just says things. And it's there was a classic one on Sunday
2: when you've said it about Tandy, obviously, but, you know, it was screaming for somebody just to say, I don't think this is what, you know, this is not right for Steve Tandy anymore. But mm-hmm. they just wouldn't, they just would not do it. I mean, I don't, you can't, no, and the thing is you could say, well, next door to him that's the or they'll is, see him. You say, well, you don't know what they're thinking, Lee. Why can't you? I so, say, well, all right, but I can guess. I'm pretty sure they must think it's probably time for a change there, but they won't say it.
0: Yeah, it's like, everybody forgets with for Steve Tandy, he got that job when he was 32.
2: Yeah, like, and he's given it a good lash. He's given you know? it a
0: good lash, but it's very obvious that he has run the fuck out of ideas now, because he was only 32 when he got the job, he had no experience. It's like, he's taken it as far as he can go. It's not unreasonable to go <sighs> yeah. maybe his time, But, yeah, they won't, because...
1: Ugh.
2: But, yeah, let's leave it there. So yeah. what have we got to shit good? Well, I've shit. got good. Do you want to shit first?
0: Yeah, well, right. I feel like our Scrum Five rant lends itself. To... <laughs> yeah, let's move yeah.
2: gently into the shit of the songwriter. Five.
0: <laughs> um, shit, Thomas Francis's new haircuts.
2: I yeah, I I haven't tucked this in over the weekend. I have it's to say. Of,
0: I mean, there are there are plenty of offensive things about the Chiefs, but a twenty stone man with a shaggy blonde mullet that's shaved on the sides. Is challenging the establishing order of what established order of what is the most offensive thing about the Exeter Chiefs right now? It is terrible.
2: They are a walking example of what it's like to live in a bubble. Yeah, because anybody team. else would kind of go, "That hair's shit mate. whereas obviously it's become an accepted thing within their little bubble that terrible hair is all right.
0: Yeah, but but they're a weird like they're a, they're almost like a sort of dichotomy. There's either the absurd. Jack Noel-esque haircut or everyone else on that fucking team basically looks like an action man or a Kendall. It's like there are two options in the Exeter Barbers. Short <laughs> back and sides with a little bit of flick up at the front or just mental shit. And there's literally no room for anything else. I love
2: the idea of sitting in the chair going, what it be today then? Short back and sides or mental shit? So what do you feel like? I
0: look, Jack noel well, invariably says, yeah, mental shit. Well, the Jack
2: no kind of goes, can I have short back and sides on 30% of my air and then mental <laughs> shit on the rest, please?
0: And he goes, I'm afraid that comes under the, the jurisdiction of mental shit, I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're still paying the mental <laughs> shit price, Jack. Don't try and get out of it. It's still 12 quid.
0: Yeah, because I was looking at this, like whenever they brought a substitute on in the game yesterday, it was just kind of like they'd got them out of some sort of fucking mould around the back of fucking Sandy Park. It's another fucking massive bloke with a of short back and size haircut and who's clean-shaven, who looks like he sort of left school about ten minutes ago.
2: Yeah, it looks like Rob it's... Baxter. Looks like a sort of younger, yeah, cloned version weird. of are Rob they Baxter. They all look yeah. like
0: various evolutions of Henry Slade, basically. Like, some are bigger, some are shorter, but they've all got the same haircut and the same sort of, like, boyish blue eyed sort of uh, I mean god this is getting a bit eugenical isn't it It is maybe, that,
2: maybe that's their plan um, i don't know maybe 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 that's the real that the, all that's that feather totally all that feather plan yeah, all that feather stuff is just yeah. is a smokescreen. <laughs> it's an the, absolute
0: distraction but the eugenics lab
2: that they've got underneath Sandy Park <laughs>
0: that's how they're breaking even that's how they're breaking even they're, being yeah, they're literally funded by, by Nazi gold
2: <laughs> and they're growing people in the cellar <laughs>
0: Tony Rowe, Nazi Gold, Eugenics. You heard it here first. You heard
2: it here first, yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. What else was shit? (laughs) London Irish.
0: Yeah. You can't. uh I mean,
2: the thing is, Saints. Fair do Saints of the weekend, but you can't really judge anything against that London Irish team, can you?
0: No, they have gone like. Do you think people were just surprised the first? Like a game and a half. (laughs) You think the first week people just kind of went,
2: "Oh fucking hell!" Oh right, okay, and then and then went, "All right, okay." Well, yeah, we'll sort this out now. (laughs) I was just a bit too surprised. When you like well, when you first went, Oh that pack
0: though. But what they realised is that pack is all about seven hundred years old and they just had that one game in them.
2: Yes. It's a, it's a bit like when your new batsman comes in, you know, and you go, Oh, that was a bit quick, sort of thing. Mm. Or is he out there? Oh, sorry, I've got yeah. I've got the measure of it now, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Start spanking it for yeah.
2: six. Oh, he's bowling it a bit short, right, I'll just start yeah. clipping it then. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the London Irish, not to say. I yes. don't really know um... where they go from here because that forward pack was gonna be something that was going
0: to... Good, apparently. Good, yeah.
2: and it was, but they've just not played like that since the first weekend, no. and I'm not sure what they've got. They've got some alright talent behind, Lewington, etc., but I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's going to be a no, long they're season. they're in trouble, aren't they? Well, not as much trouble as Worcester, obviously, but...
0: No. Uh, oh. Speaking
2: oh. of Worcester and hair, lots of people... Uh, Sam and- Sam Drew got in touch via email, actually, which Ooh. is which is unusual, to give a shit, and he said... Shit was the Afghan hound that was skinned to make the abomination on top of David, sorry, Dave Denton's head. He also said that as well as that, also shit was Dave Denton.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's almost a standing item there, isn't it? I actually had to
2: look about three times at Dave Denton to figure out that it was Dave Denton with that hair. I had to look and go, who's that? Fucking hell, that's Dave Denton. He's gone from the Claire Balding, Swayze 80s hair to this, well, I don't know how to describe it really.
0: I still haven't seen this. Have you not? Well, he's grown it long.
2: It's like a bob, and it's curly. But then he ties it up in the top, like in a top thing, like like Bam Bam from Flintstones. (laughs) He has a top of it tied up (laughs) like that, and all his curly stuff coming down the side.
0: I mean, again, I have to say another incredibly topical reference on our part. Oh yeah, Bam Bam Um, from the Flintstones is right up there.
2: Never mind Rick and Morty and the regular show. It's Bam Bam from the Flintstones. 100%.
0: 100%. Um, I'm now definitely Googling that. All right, um, Why you do
2: that, I'll keep talking. Yes. Another shit that we've had then is Tom Finch got in touch, and he said, I think this might be worthy of discussion tonight. He said, now listen to this, Josh. Listen to this music, and what do you think this is soundtracking? Oh, I've lost a bloody tweet now.
1: Uh, oh, that is a that truly terrible haircut. That is God. a truly
0: terrible haircut. That is awful. It's like '80s hair mixed with like a bush.
2: Right, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready.
0: Is it an Eddie Butler montage? Yeah.
2: What do you think that's? What do you think that is? <laughs> soundtracking? And yeah, an Eddie Eddie Butler montage. Yeah, actually, it could just be. You know. The place, The ball. The match. <laughs> but it's not Ooh, that. God, Sky Sports. <laughs> yes. The massive game. Um, <laughs> what do you think that's soundtracking?
0: Um, something absurd.
2: It's soundtracking Northampton Saints' teaser video for their European shirt. Well, wow. and it's I mean, basically I... it's it's that music over somebody zooming into the the bloke's bicep as he's smoothing the European Champions Cup <laughs> thing over his arm. Then it zooms in on Hancock tyres on his on, on, on across his shoulder blades. Lovely. Then Important it goes to, to the, the other arm. Then then it says Northampton Saints, and then it gives a date: twenty sixth of oh the ninth, twenty seventeen. Then it ends.
0: I'm basically immune to it. Histrionic, over-the-top shirt launches, but it is incredibly silly. I mean, you run it's a rugby shirt, shirt. shirt you get a lot of it's this a stuff. It's a fucking shirt,
2: guys! <laughs> and not only that, it's a kind of fourth shirt. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a the shirt Europe... you're going
0: to wear for a. You're in a group with Saracens and claremont Laverne. You're wearing that for at most six games, and then you're going home. It's
2: the. Uh, here's a one just come through on twitter from james owen who said this is true. i'm not sure if this is shit or good but i've just realized that john kingston looks like an older version of peter griffin from family guy he fucking does actually that he? is absolutely smart <laughs> that is brilliant
0: i thought I for a while i thought he looks like an inflated postman pat but now yeah i mean take you pick really
2: <laughs> Your face like an inflated
0: postman, Pat. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, other shits there. We? Yeah, go on, um, then. A fight I can't resist, so I'm just going to say it. Gruff Rees, I'm not going to have a big rant again this week. Oh, the Ospreys again. He's
2: the attack yeah, coach. Yeah, Ospreys attack
0: is coach Gruff Rees. I'm not going to have another re- big rant about it this week, but he's probably the only man on earth who looks at Rob Howdy's game plan and thinks... That is dangerously, dangerously progressive. <laughs> chaos.
2: Absolute chaos.
0: If they, they couldn't score a try against Treviso with Reese Webb and Keelan Giles on the field, I'm sorry but like, if you'd put the two of them on their own against the full Treviso 15 I would expect them to at least bag one each.
2: Sorry, I managed to start that video again there. I do apologise. Uh,
0: yeah, well it kind of added a sort of weird like <laughs> dramatic... Like a Chinese symbol at the end. <laughs> there. Yeah. Done. Robin the living.
1: <laughs> Next.
2: <laughs> that's how we'll finish out. That's how we'll move it on. Yeah. <laughs> now on. You're going on too long. Have the Chinese gong. Dun, dun. <laughs> um,
0: also, final shit for me, actually. Michele Rizzo. I know a lot of people, that's another one that's been dividing opinion this week, but his red card against the Scarlets.
2: Yeah. Um, the Black and Red got in touch with us, long time friend of the pod, asking what, mm. what, ask me what I thought about it. And I. What was your view of it? You're about to say then before I um, jump the gun.
0: Yeah, I. I think it was kind of a textbook example of the sort of dangerous shit that often gets missed, to be honest. Like whether or not he made contact with the head and with what part of his body he made contact with the head with it certainly looked like he put a fucking shoulder into his head. Um flying clear outs of unprotected players should be zero tolerated in like, regardless of where it hits. Like, remember the Backies putter on Adam Jones thing in 2009, which is a pretty identical thing, is super dangerous, regardless of whether it makes contact with the head.
2: Yeah, and even if you disagree with that point, that it's, all oh, the game's gone soft and it's not that dangerous, even if you do, the fact is that every player now should know that if you do that kind of hit, yeah, you can try and sort of uh, caveat yourself out of it as much as you want. The fact is you're running the risk of getting a red card. And yeah. fans can go... I say blame the player now because actually it's not like they don't know. Well you can say what you like, what that means for the sport, it doesn't matter. That's what the rule is now. So oh. if you're gonna be stupid enough to do it, you run the risk of getting a red card wow. and you can't really complain about it that much.
0: Yeah, and if you lead if you put your arm up like that and look like you're leading with either the shoulder or the upper arm in a sort of clothesline movement and then throw yourself across the ruck at someone's upper body, you might as yeah. well just walk yourself off. Because they are always going to send you off in that situation. What, it's
2: the shit, just... what other shit have we got here? David from Twitter Tweediatrix, said, "Shit, nobody squirting water at James Haskell this week."
0: <laughs> I was very, I was begging some, somebody, somebody, like, just a little, been, yeah. just like the physio just came on and just like give him a little squirt just to see if it works <laughs> in all situations or just when he's been. There's probably the nobody
2: who's a real shit house enough in the ext. They're a bit too. I mean, the tough actors, but they're a bit too. No, There's nobody who's
0: a a professed wind-up merchant. There is not there? really. No.
2: Not really. Yes. I'm
0: sure somebody in the. I'm sure the autumn internationals will bring ample opportunity to. Well, actually, he's not in the squad, is he, So
2: He will be. If I... No, he's he's not in the training squad. He'll be. Don't get don't get my hopes <laughs> up. This is just a rest and alliance <laughs> thing. He'll be. Yeah, Marcus Smith's right. been called up to that training squad, by the way. Yeah. Which is going to do a lot for the fact that has he been knighted yet? By the way, I was. I'm sure. No, he must not have. yet.
0: But I mean, give him a week.
2: But um, it's funny because that's how to dial the hype down, obviously, by calling him into the England <laughs> squad. And then obviously, I can see what Joe and Jones is saying. Now, hang on a minute. You know, he's just coming as an apprentice. We can kind of have a look at him. But surely, what the fuck is Eddie doing with this time that he can't go to Harlequins, which are in London, no. and watch him train for two full weeks?
0: I just knocked something off the desk. There uh, <laughs> wasn't your oh cat, well. was it? <laughs> yeah, I had a right. Fucking racket. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's I kind of get it when like the All Blacks take someone on tour, as like they take a couple of apprentices on tour, so that they can basically see them on tour and see what they like and get a measure of them. But like calling them into a, cu- a fucking camp in Bournemouth for a couple of days isn't radically going to change anything that they already knew about him, is it? Really?
2: Maybe they just want to see if he looked that young up close. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. It's, it's, c- it's, sc- it's gotta be look.
0: CGI or maker.
2: <laughs> it must be, yeah. What else have we got that's shit? Anything else?
0: Uh, nothing from me. I uh, think I'm done.
2: Bruce McConaughey got in touch, and this goes into good because mm. Mike Brown has managed to straggle both good and shit this week for, but Oh, all, hasn't he though? Hasn't but, he? but essentially saying the same thing. Bruce McConaughey got in touch and he said shit for me he's having to constantly listen to people justify Mike Mike Brown being an utter C word. <laughs> as passion and fobbing it off as an asset
0: yeah that does wind me up and then on the flip side good and I, i'll i'll just get right in there and trump what everybody else is so inevitably going to say about it is greg bateman not just for scoring a bloody lovely try with a beautiful angle impressive pace and remarkable agility for a prop yes no, but tell more me, yeah, I mean... for the fact that he absolutely skinned a flailing Mike Brown in the process, leaving him face down in the dirt. Just a few a few short minutes after, as well, Brown had demonstrated what an absolute end of a man he is by trying to start a shoving match with Johnny May after he'd scored for literally zero reason. It was glorious. <laughs> it was like karma in action.
2: Although that bait trial was great, but generally, generally, down with this sort of thing. Oh yeah, I, you know I props hate doing this sort of thing is just not on. This is end of time stuff.
0: Well, the problem is that like, I, I was thinking earlier. It's like, oh, it's great to see a front rower do that, and I was like, actually, you have to qualify that shit these days because hookers are scoring tries like that every fucking week now. Like, so we now have to just exclusively say props, and I think we're at a point where we're going to have to say tight heads. Probably because it's cause... like 'cause loose heads are sort of you know, there's been a Gethin Jenkinsy kind of vibe to loose heads for a while yeah, now John
2: Welsh at Newcastle he moves a bit did not he he was here time yeah, I can't remember yeah. I don't pay that much attention to the front row I'll be honest no
0: but yeah it's like increasingly front rowers are getting ideas above their station and I think we probably need to
2: yeah and that's where that's where Premier Rugby should be focusing their attention yeah the long seasons you know put front rowers back in their place they'll be in the line next they'll be lurking in the 12 yeah, make, channel fucking, what, fucking ruining everything play, for everyone
0: play. Make front rowers play eighty minutes, then see how many of them fancy hitting the fucking line yeah, and that's dancing true. over.
2: Uh, what else was good for good for me this weekend? Jared Evans' winning kick. Oh, I love that! Versus, it went at yeah, a right angle, absolutely glorious. glorious. It yeah. literally stopped at a T junction and turned right before it, <laughs> before it went through the end. That
0: is the that. But that is the only way to kick goals successfully <laughs> in goal. Yeah, <one. laughs> it is no, absolutely. There is no other way. The wind is constantly causing everything to go at right angles. So, it, fair play to understand the conditions.
2: Also um, in the uh, Leicester game was the Toulouse-Vianu run. Oh, that was It looked like he way. was going to get caught about at least 12 times. Least, still didn't get it caught. Was,
0: yeah. I was like, what's that game? The one with the Frogger? It was a bit like Frogger.
2: <laughs> yeah, all of those types. I think somebody referred yeah. to it as Temple Run. That's a modern game. I don't yeah, understand yeah. that. I'm more it's Flintstones Frogger than Frogger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, Speaking of that Blues game, actually, um, Sean Edwards in the good column for Blues looked like a defensive shambles for most of the first couple of weeks of the season, Um, and then their win at Connaught, 245 tackles, 95% success ratio. If you're telling me that he's had nothing to do with that, uh, I will call bullshit.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine the horror in his eyes the first week that he turned up watching all them playing?
0: (laughs) When he saw Matthew Morgan, when he was looking at Matthew Morgan's tape.
2: Get out. Never. Any, anything come to back. say about what the training session today, Sean?
1: <laughs> You're an absolute
2: bunch of soft cunts.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: honestly surprised that he just didn't beat Matthew Morgan to death <laughs> for offending him. And it's just. just <laughs>
2: If you defend like that again, I'm going to beat you up with Matthew Morgan, he probably said.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is now Matthew Morgan's role at
2: Cardiff.
0: Yeah, he is literally Sean Edwards' stick.
2: Sean Edwards' is whacker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else was good? Johnny, yeah, going back to Mike Brown. Johnny May on Mike Brown was heard to say he's painful. <laughs> and this is my favourite quote that. ever, says, Re- says Reese Knott on glorious. Twitter. Yeah, he's painful.
0: I mean, he is right.
2: Carl on Twitter, Carl Cardiff, said, "Good was Reese Patchell, surely yes. merits consideration for Wales this option." Now you see, you would think that, wouldn't you, Carl? Especially with Gatland's law being in place, but you know, yes, it's probably not going to happen, is it?
0: No, it should do though. Like people got really shirty when he left the Blues, but it's been a fantastic career move Huge. for him. Yeah. Um, he's playing ten every week, which he wasn't at the Blues and he's orchestrating the kind of rugby that everybody wishes that Wales were playing. So, uh, yeah, 100% should be involved with Wales. 100% almost certainly won't.
2: What else have we got that's good? Well, uh, John Jarman got in touch, and he, mm. sent us, he said, I've got no idea this is shit or good, and honestly, I don't know which one it was. This is the one. Have you seen the clip of the guy ripping the post pad off? Yeah, that was weird as fuck. What's going on? I mean, I don't know it was obviously he was in his eye line, wasn't it? You know, like when you're trying to watch yeah. telly and the kids are in front, of the telly, you go, "Move, yeah. get out of the way to telly." So I can yeah, see maybe. why he's he's was... looking, and he obviously I can't see a thing here. So he instead of, I suppose in his mind he thought, "Well, I can't step forward because I'll be offside, and I can't step Thank round you. the post because I'll be out of position." So my only option, option is to remove is to re- the post. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the way the referee just like blew the whistle, and was like, "What like, the fuck what are you doing?" Are doing that? <laughs> yeah, but it's like,
0: did he think that by like maybe removing the like. Around the post, that he would stop the sort of player touching it at the base of the post thing. It's very
2: much it's like, along the same lines as when, when Colin for Claremont pushed Wayne Barnes out of the way. Yes, because he was trying to look at where the <laughs> like, ball was. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally <laughs>
0: hazards will appear that you will have to work with. You can't just get them out <laughs> of your Barnes way. Barnes just
2: kind of blew the whistle and went. You can ask me to get <laughs> out of the way, but you seriously you can't push me. What are you yeah. doing? And it was a bit like that. When he, look, yeah. I know it's you can't take the post pad off. What is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> of course you
0: can't do that. You idiot.
2: What else have we got that's good? Uh,
0: uh, Thomas Young might have only made it 20 minutes off the bench for Wasps yesterday after being injured. But uh, yeah, he's brilliant. Like, stole ball, tackled, made a nuisance to himself on the deck. He should 100, especially with Warburton and Ellis Jenkins both injured, he should be heavily and... Uh, uh, thingy davis as well like he should a hundred percent be involved for Wales in the autumn. Yes. Like there's no way he can't be, surely. Could be Bobby we... Davis injured. Yes, he is.
2: Um yeah well he probably will be in the Wells well he'll he'll be playing ten before Reese Patchell does
0: probably. Probably yeah. I mean there's no other fucker left to play seven. There's Justin Tipperick. There is can Navidi shift round there. Cause he, he can he, but he put I'd a really good... rather he didn't no you
2: put a good shift in the weekend but you wouldn't want to playing international rugby would you?
0: No, well I've seen him play international rugby and <laughs> yeah, like I say, no thank you. You want
2: to you. play international rugby again? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I mean yeah, Ollie Griffiths or him I'd take him every day.
2: Colin Hotchkiss got in touch, good Finn Russell good has, name. Yes, has a 100% kicking record this this season, does Finn Russell? Yes,
0: he's broken Dan Bigger's record for consecutive kicks, consecutive so I went to be <laughs> South African then. <laughs>
2: You're um, fucking with the wrong people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gangbangers, gotta love them. Um <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Any more good he's, from you?
0: Six, 16 out of 16. Was, uh, That's not Finn bad, Russell. is it? Fair play. Yeah. Dan Bigger previously had 15 out of 15 to start a season. He has broken that. So it's good news given that Glasgow Greg is probably not going to be involved Ooh. with Scotland going forward as much. So, hmm. Good deal with the goal kicker.
2: Any more good from you?
0: Um, uh, Just Henry Slade, really. But we've yeah. already talked about him. Just, he's. Gonna be, gotta be England's thirteen going forward, surely. Given that he's discarded Jonathan Joseph, who the fuck else is he gonna play there?
2: I'd, well, if he's playing like that, he has to play thirteen for England, I think, because it's yeah. just because he really yeah. is a different class of player when he plays well.
0: Hundred uh, percent.
2: What else have we got? that's good. Then a couple more off Twitter before we finish. Michael Milner what got in touch and said good was Leonardo Sarto smashed through seven Munstermen to set up Scott yes, Cumming. We, we haven't he really was also good. Glasgow, but very no, actually, Well, do you remember when we of got, some had a go at us in our first season for not speaking about Glasgow. So I did, we did an entire section with the Taggart theme music to it just to yes, address the balance. We did, didn't we? <laughs> but, um, so <laughs> we I promise we won't go down, down really? that road too far. We will give Glasgow some credit. I think it's because, yeah. you know, there's only so much Pro 14 time we can give and, and, Josh has got a lot of it marked down, to kick off like the ospreys. So. Yeah,
0: you've got to you've got to give me my therapy, otherwise I will have a bad week. So you know,
2: Aunt P's got in touch and said, "Good is John King. There's a lot of John Kingston this week. Is John Kingston's <laughs> shirt collar for courage in the face of adversity?" He said, "Seriously, just get a bigger shirt."
0: I mean, there are... I don't wish to be that guy, but either maybe there is an option that there isn't a bigger shirt available.
2: The thing is with John Kingston, because if you get a massive collared shirt, the mm. arms are like an orangutan's, aren't they? Because you assume to yeah, be a really don't want to go
0: too.
2: <laughs> so he's probably. We've done barbering, we've done tailoring, we've done insulting yeah. John Kingston. What more yeah. do we need for I think this weekend?
0: I think that's only go up to three XL. I think so. You know, I reckon it's tailor
2: made, that isn't it? For a proper shirt, it's so. got to be. You don't because so. he had a tie on the weekend. He shifted out of his normal. I've noticed that he started to
0: dress smart, which is weird. It is,
2: yeah. Maybe he yeah. thinks maybe he thinks a bit of tailoring will give him a slimming silhouette.
0: I mean, it's worth a try.
2: It is worth a try, isn't it? And you know, <laughs> and let's give credit to John for get, trying to give himself a better, you know, a bit of self worth with his tailoring. Good, good, good for you, good John. luck for
0: you. Good, Fucking
2: fuck, fuck us, you John! Do... Don't listen yeah, to
0: us. You do you, John. Fuck us. <laughs> Windy and cunts.
2: Be the best you you can be. That's exactly. what we say. Every week about everything. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, you be the best you you can be while you yes, go around this, 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 this commute that you're on, probably. Or yes. the fact that you have probably turned off an hour ago doesn't really matter to us. You just be the best you yeah. you can be. Carry on. So Especially
0: you if you're one of those weirdos who listens to us in the gym, literally. No, seriously, if you're in the gym now, be.
2: come on, be the best you you can be and keep yeah. going. I had personal training yesterday, and Holy the top boy. half, for the first time in years, on the top half of my body, I'll be honest, feels like Dresden. So basically I know how you feel I know know how you feel We'll see you all next week Thank you for tuning in
0: Take care everybody
2: ta da Oh
1: no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out We can have dinner another time Amazing Whether it's cancelled plans (laughs) Get in the kitchen and calm down Or the need for a quick, convenient distraction Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say...